here's the one who made it happen. Dr. Leo Marvin. Dr. Leo Marvin. Get out. No, we won't get out. We won't. You deserve it. I mean, get out! Get out! Is it something I said? You've ruined my life! You've ruined my career! You've ruined my book! You've turned a perfectly peaceful house into an insane asylum! Get out! Daddy! My God, Leo, what's gotten into you? It was a disaster, Faye! No, it wasn't! You were wonderful, you sweetie! You were fine, Dad! Yeah! Why'd you need to kick Bob out of the house? You think he's gone? He's not gone! That's the whole point! He's never gone! Is this some radical new therapy? You see? I'm here with my friends To Good morning, Gut Buckets. This is Big Orange Couch, the 90s Nickelodeon podcast where we talk about all things 90s Nickelodeon. My name is Joey. I'm Andrew. And this is Candace. And this is episode 31 of Big Orange Couch. Yeah. Uh, we're coming off of our Halloween spectacular month. I'm exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was a lot of fun, though. It was, yeah, a real marathon. Yeah. And you may remember Candace. She joined us uh, on Call That on the Nick or Treat, um, but yeah. now you're live and in the flesh. Thanks for having me back. New month, new Candace. <laughs> <laughs> and had you had any time to reflect on any of the Halloween-y things we've talked about? Was there anything that stood out to you um, that has been burning in your soul that you just want to get off your chest? Uh the episode that really affected me was the Adams Family versus <laughs> Munsters discussion. A tie. Not for me. <laughs> um, I'm a Andrew. I'm a Munsters uh, supporter, nice. and I felt like that you made some very good points. <laughs> Thank you. And the point that I would have made was I just like the wholesome feel, mm. even while being kind of spooky and silly. It felt wholesome to me. I was comfortable watching it. So and you were uncomfortable watching Adam's Family. A little bit. Maybe mm-hmm. I was like a square kid or something. <laughs> I love the monsters. And that show is hysterical. Grandpa is hysterical. Yeah, Grandpa is a great character. Yeah, he's all right. But, you know. He's all right. <laughs> I, I'll live with the Twitter decision. I just wanted to put on record my opinion out there. All right. Well, um, the, the as we had mentioned before, Twitter had spoken. Adam's Family won just by a couple yeah. of votes. Uh, I was very close, which I think is again a good indicator of really where the shows yeah. are at. Um, uh, was there was there anything else from October, or that was kind of the one that was? That was the one that stood out to me. But I loved the rapid fire episodes. It was mm-hmm. fun to hear from everyone. Yeah, awesome, cool. Well, it's November, unfortunately, and um, <laughs> turkey time is upon us, and we'll we'll play with that a little bit this month. I think. Mm, I thought you were a big fan of this time of the year i love fall but it's hard to let go of october (laughs) it's like it's like saying goodbye to an old friend it's never easy (laughs) um but but the topic uh today is our second year in review it's 1991 yeah and uh this i thought proved to be a easier year to peruse (laughs) yeah definitely (laughs) it's like in that in between those years just a lot of stuff uh, happened i guess true yeah um, we'll do fan letters today. We heard from a lot of people about their favorite Are You Afraid of the Darks that mm. seemed to hit a sweet spot for people. <laughs> and so we'll do that at the end because um, we, we have a lot and uh, we'll just kind of work through those. Candace will help help us uh, 
get through those. Sure. <laughs> As you know, I don't like Afraid Are You Afraid of the Dark, so. <laughs> so you will weigh in on none of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I meant I'll be, you know. Impartial? Correct. Great. And, um, and then we'll also call Chris. Uh, for a new segment of Call That. It's been over a month, and I think he's chomping <laughs> at the bit to, <laughs> to talk with us. Uh, but should we jump into 1991? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Candace, being our guest, did you want to maybe select the first category? Mm-mm. Why don't we start with movie? Hmm, a tough okay. one. Okay, yeah. Oh, no, is it a tough one? <laughs> well, it was tough to pick. Sure, it was. <laughs> I think in the end, it became easy for me. Really? So I'll just start it off. Um... Finally, I decided on What About Bob. Will you stop that, please? Whoa, okay. A great movie. Yeah. Um, I think that over the years... Ah, man, it was very... Not to get into close calls yet, but uh, Terminator 2 is very close. Both affected me uh, <laughs> equally in different, very different ways. But uh, ultimately, what about Bob just holds up so well. Yeah. On repeated viewings, Richard Dreyfus really becomes... <laughs> when you're a kid, you're very annoyed by yeah. Richard Dreyfus, And as an adult, you really... It, his Just his anger towards Bill Murray is <laughs> so relatable. Excellent choice. I love it. Yeah, thank you. Baby steps. <laughs> Am I next? Yeah. It's possible that I misunderstood the assignment because I be I couldn't decide whether I was supposed to be thinking as uh, 1991 Candace mm. or mm. today Candace. And I don't think there's any right or wrong. Yeah, I think I've straddled the lines between picks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes I was using present day knowledge, and sometimes I was thinking back to a former self. I chose a movie that I just really love that is maybe lesser known. Uh, Wild Hearts Can't Be Broken, based on the true story. Uh, Silence fills the air. Okay, well, (laughs) laughter is not super encouraging. It's It's a true story of a girl in Atlantic City who's a stunt diver. She she takes her horse up on a platform oh. and dives into water. I do remember this movie. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, I remember. Spoilers. Spoilers from 1991. Uh, <laughs> she goes blind, but yeah. she continues performing. Yeah. What's your secret wish? What did you always want to be? In every girl's life, there are dreams of adventure, of romance, of greatness. But Sonora had a special dream. Are you? Your new diving girl. No, you're not. A diving girl has to be strong. A diving girl has to be brave, fearless, a showman. But I can do it, because I can do anything. Good. You can get out of here. I'm not going to leave until you give me a job. Go on, get. Have a good trip. She was ready to face the challenge, but not alone. There's the tower. The horses have to get hurt. Nope. Just the riders. I, I, rem- I remember as a kid sure. thinking how crazy it was. I mean, they're jumping off a very high platform with a horse and just being yes. so scared for the horse. Yes. It has a, it, it's a kind of a period piece. It's old-timey. I like that. 
I'm a huge horse fan. <laughs> and I just really love that movie. If it was on right now, I would watch it again. Wow. I've never heard of that. <laughs> so <laughs> no. I'll have to keep a lookout for it. Um, okay. Wow. Wild Hearts really stuck with me. Gotta be true to myself here. Yeah. Amen. Uh, and so my favorite movie of 1991, after a lot of hemming and hawing, uh, I decided to go with The Addams Family. What? Wow. Um, well, geez. <laughs> <laughs> it's well. It's been well stated on this podcast that I am an Addams Family, you know, f- yeah. fan. And uh, this movie continues to hold up. I mean, if you turned on the television just a week or two ago, it would have been on... Um, television non-stop marathoning for october and it is a very good movie it's very funny uh it's very like weird and it's a movie that i really enjoy repeat viewings of um it doesn't it doesn't it holds up for me yes we've been betrayed by those we trusted but we are adamses and we will not submit who recalls the fable of the tortoise and the hare swift Yet lazy little cottontail and his slow but determined companion. What does this story teach us? Kill the hare, skin it, boil it, put the tortoise on the highway. During rush hour. Yes, we will survive. Poison us, strangle us, break our bones, we will come back for more. And why? Because we like it. Because we're Adamses. We're Adamses. I agree that it's very good. Mm-hmm. I enjoy it a lot. Mm-hmm. I just, uh, it didn't even occur to me for <laughs> best movie. I don't know. This was, if we were going from like our our kids' side, this yeah. was a very tough year. There was a lot of picks uh, that would had me kind of going back and yeah. forth. So I alt and there was a few good adult ones too. And so I decided to just ultimately go with the one that I loved as a kid and I still really feel strongly okay. about. Wow. Yeah. Good pick. Good pick. <laughs> All your uh, eggs in one Adam's Family basket. All right. Well, uh, close calls? Yeah, some very close ones this year. Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. Barton Fink. Yeah. Uh, Defending Your Life. I don't know if you know nah, that. I didn't see that one. It's uh, Albert Brooks. Mm. Great. Um, Turtles 2, which oh, yeah, for a kid, like that was it. That yeah. was the one, I think, that you're... <laughs> Um, and uh, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Really, I prefer it to yeah, Excellent I think Adventure. So. Yeah. Um, do Do you have? But if you had to pick one of those as a close call, or um, are you going Terminator Two? If it was today, well, oh man, Silence of the Lambs all of a sudden has really started to grow on me lately. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I think I would pick that today or uh, Turtles if I was a kid. You know. Okay. Fair enough. I'll go. Sure. Andrew, your pick. What about Bob? Love oh, it. Nice. Barton Fink. Also, My Girl. Mm. Yeah, I saw that. Which I loved. And Thelma and Louise came out that year. <laughs> which I wouldn't have seen anywhere around that time, but really appreciate now. I have never seen Thelma and Louise. Mm. Have you? Yeah, yeah. It's pretty good. Good. Right. Yeah, doesn't doesn't touch my list, but it's, it's good. It's just a classic. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, well, there's no you are, you are... creepy people in it. <laughs> if only Gomez was in the car. Or... <laughs> <laughs> Okay. No, no, no. Great, great picks. Uh, I, I'm, I'm also a strong believer in what about Bob. Um, but my, my one close call would definitely be Barton Fink. Um, I think it's, uh, I don't know. John Turturro's really John Turturro and John Goodman are just really, 
yeah strong in that movie yeah um Sil- silence of the lambs was close um you know if you're if you're in 1991 silence of the lambs it was your big oscar winner yeah. it won pretty much everything um but as a kid now this this year was just overwhelming so you mentioned teenage mutant yeah. ninja turtles 2 what about bob I would also just throw out Drop Dead Fred, which oh, yeah. um, not only did I see multiple times in the theater, I immediately bought on VHS, and <laughs> I just I love the heck out of it. Um, there's also Dutch. Do you remember Dutch? Dutch. <laughs> That's um, Ed O'Neill. Ed O'Neill. <laughs> yep, yep. But uh, yeah, so Ed O'Neill, and uh, he's like the stepdad to this kid who hates him, and they are forced to go on this road trip together, and it's just like a a dreadful road trip. It, it's uh, it's a funny one. And uh, there was also, as you said, uh, Bill and Ted's Bogus Adventure, which I really like the like afterlife theme of it. Yeah, it was just yeah. I, I watched it kind of not that long ago, and it's just so surreal. It's just yeah. great. Yeah, it's a good one. So those are my close calls. So what are the stinkers? What are the Fergusons? Well, uh, when it uh, when I saw this on the list, I knew this was gonna be it. Cool as ice. <laughs> <laughs> the Vanilla Ice movie. Yes, yes. Uh, yes. That ha- I mean, nothing comes close to that. I don't think for kind of poor outing. Was it, <laughs> I'm not in disagreement, but was there anything else you even considered? Or um, I once I saw that, I kind of just quit looking at the list. <laughs> it's like this is yeah, it. I got it. Yeah. Um, I went with one that I really should have liked and didn't, and it was. A Ferguson because it was the biggest disappointment. Mm-hmm. Beauty and the Beast. Mm. Wow. wow. The Disney Beauty and the Beast? Movie? Yes. Wow. I feel like I should have loved it, and it always frustrated me that I didn't. Mm-hmm. I also recently watched the live action, and even though I love Emma Watson, and I should have loved that one, I was disappointed again. Hmm. Huh. Something about it. Yeah. Do you dislike the story of Beauty and the Beast? I think I do. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> is it that like she's falling in love with an animal? No. That weird you? <laughs> it doesn't feel. It weirds me out. <laughs> it's a little weird. <laughs> sure. I mean, yeah, creepy, and then I just I can't get a feel for Belle. I feel like the story's incomplete every time I watch it. Mm-hmm. Dancing teacup is cute, but it's not enough. Mm-hmm. I think maybe you should uh, reimagine Beauty and the Beast, rewrite the story better. Now we're talking. Yeah. yeah. I think they just tried to do that, though. <laughs> yeah. it, it, it didn't turn up. I'll wait a few years. Yeah. Take me a while to do that anyways. Well, that's an interesting one. Um, my my Ferguson, I'm with you. It's cool cool as ice. Um, mm, I remember nice. when we were kids, we had a sleepover where we yeah. rented it from Blockbuster because even at the time, I thought we were like, well, we're going to enjoy this ironically. This will be so bad. I didn't just see this when I was looking into this, but do you remember the tagline from it? Uh, I don't. I'm pretty sure it was something like, with a heart as cold as stone, <laughs> only one thing can melt it. What? Ice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, it doesn't even make sense. Yeah. I, the whole effort is just very messy. Um, the plot line, if I remember, he's trying to, like, he's trying to save a girl's family from these, like, evil cops. Man, I don't um, even... I, <laughs> don't even remember what it was about. Yeah, but at that sleepover, I remember we did turn it off because it was, it was at that level of not enjoyable. <laughs> oh, that's so sad. You missed that one. Missed it. Well, no, I w- well, yeah, I wouldn't say you missed it, but. <laughs> um, um, just a, a note before we go on. Um, do you know what the highest-grossing movie of that year was? 
Um. Was it Silence of the Lambs? No, I was kind of surprised that it wasn't. Beauty and the Beast? No. Oh, Terminator Two? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was a pretty big smash. Yeah. And um, I'm guessing you prefer it to the original. Oh yeah. 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 It's it's a it's a good one. It's a good one. Um. Well, good. Yeah. It was a a pretty good year for movies. Pretty good. Really Not good bad. for kids. Yeah. 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 Um, so, Candace, where are we where are we going next? Do we go books? Let's, sure. Yeah, let's go books. Yeah. Um, this one was pretty easy for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, American Psycho. Yeah. Brett Easton Ellis. Um, just, I don't know, I really liked it. Mm-hmm. Very disturbing and <laughs> kind of uh, uncomfortable reading experience, but very good. Yeah. Uh, same Z's. Oh. American Psycho. Mm, okay. Uh, I... Just like many people, really enjoy the movie uh, American Psycho, but I haven't I haven't read the book, mm. uh, so you know maybe one day I'll get around to it. Probably not, but the movie's very good. So there was only one book that I could really identify from 1991 <laughs> that I've read, <laughs> and so I'll have no close call at Ferguson because this is really the only book I've read from that wow. year, and it is Scary Stories Three. <laughs> Stories. You remember those books? Like that... the scary stories to tell in the dark? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah so yeah. the third volume. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, it's uh, even even to this day, I, I like to peruse scary stories. Um, but from Scary Stories 3, one of the stories I really remember enjoying was one called The Appointment, hmm. where a kid goes into town. He's He lives on a farm. He goes into town, and he runs into death. And death, you know, scares the heck out of him. And, and, he, and then death is scared, too. And so uh, the the kid's grandpa's really angry, and he goes into town to yell at Death to say like, "Why did you scre- Why did you scare my grandson?" And uh, Death says, uh, "Your grandson scared me because I wasn't expecting to see him until later." <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> anyway, a lot more like that if you're. <laughs> If you haven't checked out scary stories, (laughs) that uh, those books also have really great, like super creepy artwork. The artwork's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So that's my that's my favorite of ninety one. I just had one close call. Mm -hmm. Uh, Needful Things, Stephen King. Mm. Um, I've actually never even read the book, seen the movie, (laughs) but I just thought uh, it was the only other notable thing for me. Yeah, I haven't read or seen the movie, so. I have not either, although similarly when I was researching for this topic, I found more books to add to my list of things mm. I'd like to read than things I had actually read. Yeah. <laughs> 1991, the year that just keeps giving. Well, I mean, I added several things. Yeah. There's a Norman Mailer book in hmm. 1991. Well, that uh, pretty much wraps up all I have to say about books for that year. <laughs> no, uh, no Ferguson's. No Ferguson's. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, me neither. Nah. Very good. Okay. Uh, what? What? Where are we going in 1991 next? Music. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. We'll start with album. Okay. Or um, song. Album. Song. Yeah. Let's start album. Work our way down. Okay. Um. I. Uh, I. Guess I hadn't like really listened to a ton of stuff from this year. Mm-hmm. Um, a few albums came out. I mean, stuck in my mind, but um, I guess Nevermind was probably the one that I heard the most, still hear the most. Uh, yeah. Probably the most like affected by the entire album, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Fully agree with Andrew. Yeah. Nevermind. That's it. Yeah. Seemed too classic not to choose it. Yeah. Too. Yeah. We'll make we'll, we'll make it a clean sweep, uh, because uh, I also selected Nevermind. Oh, 
it's the only one from that year where I could name multiple tracks off the album. Yeah. Um, well, I guess there's one other I'll mention in Close Calls, but, uh, I mean, almost five or six songs off the top of my head I could probably just rattle off, and that's, um, yeah, there's nothing else like that, so. Yeah. That is Nirvana. I don't know if we said that. <laughs> um, Kurt Cobain. You heard of him? Hmm. Um, I had a couple Close Calls, uh, Miscellaneous T, They Might Be Giants. Oh, which is not one of my more favorite ones, mm-hmm. I guess, so I didn't pick it, but, uh, and Out of Time, R.E.M. Yeah. Also, not one of my more favorite <laughs> R.E.M.s, but, you know, it was good. Yeah, solid. My, I put Red Hot Chili Peppers on my close call. Yeah. Because it was, like, almost as classic as Nirvana, so throw it in there. <laughs> Again, not, like, the best Red Hot Chili Peppers album that I would have picked, but they deserve it. Yeah, Under the Bridge, Give It Away. I mean, it's it's got enough songs where you can kind of boom, 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 hit. Yeah, good one. Nice. Uh, I selected R.E.M. Out of Time. Mm-hmm. Uh, big fan of Shiny Happy People, which we've <laughs> discussed on this podcast before. And uh, Losing My Religion is not my favorite yeah. R.E.M. song, but it's, I don't know, at the very least, it's R.E.M.'s just kind of my jangly type of music. And uh, But Red Hot Chili Peppers had crossed my mind, um, but I probably would at this point in my life, put on R.E.M. before the peppers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, do you, can you tell me what the number one album was? And I judged this by, um, like, longest amount of time at the top album for this year. Hmm. Had to be the top selling. I, I rem- when I was looking, I saw that Madonna had an album come out, so I'd guess Madonna. That was close. That was, like, number two, I think. Okay. It's not. Uh, I'll guess Boys to Men. No, not boys. It just seems like a safe guess for this podcast. Uh, Pearl Jam? No. Ah, man. You want to know it? Yeah. It is Mariah Carey, self-titled. Sure. 11 weeks at number one. (laughs) Yes. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Um, I haven't haven't heard that album. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure if I've heard anything off of it. Maybe the hit, maybe a hit or something. Yeah. I don't know. So. Uh, So is there any Ferguson's? I do not have a Ferguson for this year. None. Oh, okay. I'm not going to pick on anyone. Well, I have one. Oh, okay. oh good. Uh, I selected uh, Guns N' Roses, Use, uh, Use Your Illusion. Huh. Anybody a fan? Uh, I don't know. Do you know any of the songs? That uh, November the... Rain, uh, uh, one of my least favorite mm, tunes yeah, to hear know. on the radio. That song, In the Right Mood, is a good song. <laughs> <laughs> and what's okay. the right mood? What? How would you describe that mood where you want to hear November Rain? Undescribable and with plenty of time to kill. <laughs> plenty of time to kill, yeah. 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 Right. Here's a secret to share with the listeners. I have seen Guns N' Roses perform live wow. within this current wow. decade. Yeah. You're the, a big fan? The Chinese democracy decade. True. Yeah. I... Mm, it's one of those things that, like, from the childhood, yeah. my dad just kind of, like, stuck yeah. with me, so I'm, like, interested. Mm-hmm. I can't not be interested, even if in my heart I know it's bad. Yeah. What do you think of the band name Guns N' Roses with that N in the middle? I hate it. Hate. <laughs> okay. All right. That's good. <laughs> that goes for all things intentionally misspelled. 
Oh, oh interesting. Oh. So Product you, names, yeah. things like that. You weren't yeah. you weren't into corn or well, for <laughs> multiple reasons, no. That backwards R was just <laughs> Candace broke out in hives. <laughs> it's making me sweaty. <laughs> All right. Well uh I'll, uh songs? songs? Yeah. Um Again, a tough one for me, but I ultimately picked American Music by Violent Femmes. Mm. Oh. Um, I think, pro- like, re-listening to a lot of stuff to do this, um, probably the most enjoyable song uh, mm-hmm. that I heard from that year. Yeah, uh, let's hear a little clip here. They just have a knack. Uh, it should be mentioned that the lead singer of uh, the Violent Femmes appears in a Pete and Pete episode. X equals Y is one of the substitute mm. teachers. He's the first one, Mr. Zank. <laughs> wow. Um, so, uh, yeah. I went with Smells Like Teen Spirit. Yeah. For the same reason yeah. as the last category. It just felt too important. It would definitely be the anthem of that year. I mean, maybe yeah. not during the year people would have probably not picked it, but it's certainly probably the most recognizable yeah. song now yeah Yeah. um i went with the concept by teenage fan club uh play a little clip here Really catchy, uh, got that kind of that REM jangly type feel to it. Um, it's just gets caught in your head once you hear it. It was uh, it was used prominently in a movie a couple years ago with Pat Oswalt, young adult. Uh, mm. Like came up in the movie over and over. It was like on his mixtape, um, and uh, so it's a it's a it's a good tune. Nice. Good tune. Yeah. Well, um, I didn't pick any close calls out. I just. Uh... <laughs> It ends at Violent Thumbs. Yeah. <laughs> For 91, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Close call? Well, we haven't talked about one genre that I'll mention. A song called Boot Scootin' Boogie mm. by Brooks and Dunn. <laughs> <laughs> Since I'm, like, having no shame today, it had a dance that went heel-toe, do do Yeah. You'll, you'll, <laughs> feel free to fill in the rest of this amazing song. It was just a really catchy song. I remember learning the dance, mm. so I picked this one for 1991 Candace. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Uh, my close call was Drain You uh, by Nirvana from mm. Nevermind. That was probably That's probably the song I go back to most often from Nevermind, so mm. seemed like a good one. Okay. Yeah. Very nice. Um, well, Ferguson was quite easy for me on this one. There was a lot from this year. I, <laughs> it was. I have I have way more than one Ferguson. <laughs> this is another one. As soon as I saw it, I was like, that's the one. 
more than words by extreme (laughs) (laughs) i think this is one of those ones that like showed up on those uh 90s compilation cds yeah i think we talked about this on the salute your shorts uh sarah madre episode it's just all the time on tv yes constantly it's the worst (laughs) just kind of chorus that they throw that they give you on those commercials every time Oh, yeah, there's all the names of the songs, but it, they would stop on like Mr. Big and then more than words. Mr. Big was my second choice. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Um, no, that's a strong choice. Yeah. It doesn't get better with time either. <laughs> no. <laughs> I also thought this was easy. I went with Rico Suave. Mm-hmm. Um, and also while I was searching, I was watching the videos. I don't know how many 1991 music videos you watched, but they're very hard to watch. I felt very bad for those people. Yeah. Like those people are still around and they have to live with the fact that everyone can watch this on the yeah. internet and it's so embarrassing. Yeah. This video is truly hard to watch. It's terrible. <laughs> but it made them a lot of money, I'm sure. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's Maybe yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Uh, I, I totally agree with Rico Suave. Um, a few other I mentioned was Everything I Do, I Do It For You. That was uh, the top single of this year. Ugh. <laughs> uh, Red Red Wine. Oh. <laughs> by, by, uh, <laughs> by Who's of I? this year i have no idea i just uh, i just i just saw the i just saw the songs and immediately that stupid chord red red one yeah, right. uh, <laughs> uh, yeah great so oh. neil diamond does a version of that oh, and i okay. think it's bob marley <laughs> i think that's one okay um i don't like it uh <laughs> rico suave was on there november rain was on there and, but my my definitive <laughs> my definitive ferguson was something to talk about by bonnie Raitt. Huh. yeah mm. or, or you know let's give them something to talk about um let's it, give them in uh <laughs> yeah. everything seemed to have parentheses yeah parentheses were really big in 91 um but that song is just so sassy and i can just see like people like walking down the street swinging their swinging their shoulders and um, you don't like that it's just like it's just a little too much for me <laughs> I, I mean bonnie Raitt's so cocky let's give them I something to talk that, about um stepbrothers like made me actually like that <laughs> yeah I forgot, I forgot that they use that yeah that's really funny um yeah, there there were plenty of cringeworthy songs in '91, uh, but yeah, those are some of them, <laughs> just some. Um, wh- where do you want to go next? Uh, what about video games? Cool. Okay. Yeah. This may have been, I thought, the toughest category for me. It was tough. Yeah. yeah. A lot of good stuff came out this year, and I just want to note that I put um, Super Mario World on the 1990s list. Mm-hmm. And it was released in Japan in 1990, not here till 91. So what are you doing about that? Um, I'm going to just leave it back okay. there since I already used it. Yeah. Um, and Shout so, out to Japan. <laughs> but I went ultimately with Mega Man 4. Oh, okay. Um, that's my favorite of the Mega Mans. Uh, that has um, my favorite uh, villain, uh, Pharaoh Man. Hmm. I, I don't remember. Just love the Mega Man games, and that to me was like the pinnacle, right where it topped out. Yeah. Very so, cool. Yeah. I'm abstaining from the video game category. I did not grow up with video games, 
but I appreciate that they are part of the pop culture, and I would like to hear you guys discuss. Can we hear, well, were you, like, uh, not allowed to play them, or you just didn't get into them? They just weren't available, mm. and, I, and I don't remember even wanting okay. them. Yeah. I remember eventually I went to the babysitter, and some kids would play Sega, mm. and I would be like, hmm. <laughs> okay. Just not your thing. But it, it just wasn't, it didn't grab me. Uh-huh. So you never had any kind of gaming system or even a Game Boy or anything like that? No Game Boy. We got a PlayStation later, mm-hmm. uh, but my favorite game was Bugs Life. Mm. <laughs> and that's pretty much all I ever played. Nice. I haven't played that one. Any good? I thought so. <laughs> Something tells me it's not going to make it to this podcast. <laughs> it just did. Um, uh, I should mention that Game Boy did come out in 1991. Oh, um, was it that year? Yeah, wow. yeah. So uh, that was, uh, for me as a kid, that would have been the big gaming system. I, I love Game Boy. Um, but the game I selected, and it was really close between two, but uh, ultimately I went with... The Simpsons, Bart mm. versus the Space Mutants. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. A game I played ad nauseum. Bart! Go to bed! Sure thing, Dad! It's Bart versus the Space Mutants for your NES. Only Bart Simpson can save the Earth. Bart! Okay, <laughs> Get the Simpsons game for your NES from a flame. <laughs> That's on my uh, close call list. Mm. Really good pick. Along with uh, Bart versus the World, mm. they're kind of like very... I mean, Similar in like look and style, I guess. Yeah, uh, I liked I liked both of them a lot, and I thought the I thought the gameplay was really smooth on both of them. It wasn't like some of the Nickelodeon <laughs> games that came out. It wasn't quite as frustrating to get through a level. I'll say this: I've actually gone through back through both of those in like the last couple of years, mm-hmm. and actually like got through them for the first time, and uh, they are very very difficult. Like. Almost yeah. stupidly hard. And the jumps, like, the way you jump in both of these games, like, makes it really hard. I don't know hmm. what the deal is, okay. but it, it's one of the more frustrating games, I think. Yeah. It looks very nice. I remember, as a kid, I thought, this is a great-looking game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like the aliens. Um, yeah, so it's it's the one, I haven't played it in a long time, so maybe I would my opinions would have changed, but I liked it a lot in 91. Well, some other stuff that came out that year, the Simpsons arcade game, mm. big one for me. Yeah, uh, and that was everywhere. Yeah. I mean, if you went to an arcade, the Simpsons game, oh, yeah. it's still and in it's a still lot great. of places. Yeah, yeah. Um, Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Yeah, which was just uh, relaunched on that new Super. Yeah. They re-released the Super yeah, Nintendo package. They put it on there. Yeah, the mini. Yeah. And uh, Commander Keen in Goodbye Galaxy. Mm. It was a computer game, but I played it like crazy <laughs> at that point so interesting cool uh, my close call was turtles in time this is Kawabungi, and this cool. is Kawabongo. but the turtles for your 16-bit system are Kawabunga! holy cow it's turtles in time the cool arcade game for super nes now with tasty turtle duels and psych up your sega genesis with the hyperstone heist and all new 3d turtle thrash so remember this is Kawabingo. But the turtles for Super NES and Sega Genesis are... Kawabunga, dude. Uh, yeah. A game that 
just I was really it was between that and um, Simpsons and I probably played them about the same I just remember the Simpsons mm. a little more but um, Turtles was another really fun kind of walk through the level gameplay beat up the foot ninjas yeah how's it going yeah it's a great pick yeah. well uh, my Ferguson I don't know if you guys have heard of this one Bubble Bath Babes <laughs> on the <laughs> Nintendo oh dear <laughs> it was a uh, like bootleg game um just horrible like <laughs> ms paint like nudity oh, in it oh wow uh, but it was like a puzzle game so it was just <laughs> you know like a snood or oh move. wow i hadn't heard snood in a while yeah okay <laughs> uh, so, that, that was a man i mean i know it's a little off topic but i was addicted to snood <laughs> yeah, yeah. um i hadn't i hadn't played that one though bubble bath babes yeah it's oh. it's like a thousand dollars or something oh, on eBay. Or right a real collector's. Yeah. Do you have it? No, I don't. Oh, darn. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, mine, my Ferguson is, I think, a pretty popular pick with a lot of people, but I just found the gameplay to be so aggravating I couldn't finish it, and that mm. was Tecmo Bowl. Mm. Um, one of the first kind of football, I, I think maybe the first football <laughs> video game, um, and I just... Maybe at the time, since it was probably one of the first sports games, people excused the gameplay, but not for me. (laughs) (laughs) I was never uh, big into sports, as you know, Mm -hmm. but I could not even, like, comprehend sports video games until at least Super Nintendo. Like, before that, it's just, like, a bunch of dots on the screen. Yeah. What? I couldn't even make sense of it. Yeah, I mean, um, don't let's not even talk until we're to Griffey's uh, Super yeah, Nintendo yeah. Baseball. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, just one more thing to note that came out that year, Street Fighter Two, mm. um, And I note that because it's, like, still being made in different iterations today. It's mm. just, like, ridiculous how far they've stretched this one game. Yeah. I was never big yeah. into Street Fighter. Yeah, I, I was more into Mortal Kombat yeah, as a kid. Yeah, and, exactly, yeah. Well, you feel you feel uh, what do you think about that? <laughs> I feel good. I feel like we can call this a successful podcast now that Ken Griffey Jr. baseball has been mentioned. I don't know if we need to finish or Yeah. I'm with you. <laughs> but we we're going to anyways. Uh so what do you what do you want to do next? Um maybe interesting event. Oh, okay. And if mention to the listeners, if I may address your listeners. I'm saving the Nickelodeon <laughs> stuff for the end. Oh. Yeah, I'm saving it. Well, 91 yes. was a pretty big year for Nickelodeon, yeah. so... Well, so I just call. hang in there, guys. We're getting to the good <laughs> stuff. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, coincidentally, my event goes hand-in-hand hand with the last category because I picked the Super Nintendo being released as my <laughs> wow. favorite event yeah. of that year. Yeah. Um, now, was I, that was that released U.S., uh, elsewhere? Do you know um, how that worked? I believe that was the U.S. year. Uh, okay. Yeah, because Mario World came out that year here. Oh, so that oh had yeah, yeah. Um, but I just remember, I vividly remember the first time playing that at the store, uh, playing Super Mario World. Mm. And it was just like, man, life-altering <laughs> event. Things will never be the same. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> This kind of power, this kind of challenge, this kind of flying, crashing, feeling. When you decide to get serious, there's only one place to come. The games of Super Nintendo. 
No one else creates this kind of experience because no one else creates these kinds of games. Now you're playing with power, superpower. Uh, so that's your that's uh, that's that's the event. <laughs> it's my big event of ninety one. Cool. cool. I'll say even more life altering. <laughs> my favorite event, the first website, mm. oh, is wow. posted on the World Wide Web, and I love the internet. <laughs> Shoot, <laughs> I I meant to mention that my sister was born in nineteen ninety one, and if she ever listens, I'd like to mention that as my favorite event. <laughs> but wow, for good the purposes cover. of yeah. this discussion. <laughs> And she appreciates the internet. I think she'll understand. Yeah, the internet's a pretty big deal. I love it. Do you know what the first (laughs) website was? Did you know it? It was like CRM or something. It was still a techie thing, but someone had figured out how to link and post. So it wasn't like an interest. It wasn't like Yahoo News or anything. I'm I'm in agreement with you on uh, interesting events. So uh, the internet being Mm. made available... Um, it said that it, initially it reached one million people, wow. um, which is, you know, microscopic in comparison to yeah. what it is now. But maybe um, more than I would have anticipated right off the bat. That's true. Yeah, like right out of the gate, that yeah. seems to be a lot. But um, it, the internet's, uh, hmm. I would say, uh, a world changer. Oh yeah. Yeah. Any close calls for that year? Yeah. Um, the first closed captions were introduced oh, in the U.S. Oh, cool. And do you know what it was connected to, or...? Um, what do you mean? The first thing they captioned. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. I, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure. Huh. Yeah, that's, that's a cool one. Uh, I felt that nothing comes close to the internet. <laughs> <laughs> that's... Yeah, 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 no close calls. Okay. That's very yeah. true. Um, I'm, I'm just phrasing this as kind of the explosion of Nickelodeon originals. Now, on Nickelodeon Newsflash, kids are attempting to build time machines so they can race through the week and go straight to Sunday, where they'll find Doug, Rugrats, and Ren and Stimpy, Nickelodeon's new cartoons. Is it worth altering the fabric of reality to see Nickelodeon's new cartoons now? You bet your Bunsen burner it is. Until kid scientists perfect the pursuit of time travel, you'll have to wait for Doug, Rugrats, and Ren and Stimpy, Nicktoons, calculated to arrive every Sunday starting at 10, 9 central, only on Nickelodeon. Uh, for me, that was the close call, so we'll talk uh, about in a little bit here. Yeah. 1991 was a pretty big year for yeah. Nickelodeon, so in my life as a kid, 1991 probably would have been a year that redefined my interest in pop culture. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, any Fergusons from that uh, year? Yeah, I have one. Um, I hope you don't have the same one. It's, it's in your wheelhouse, I okay. feel like. Um, but it's Zachary Taylor being exhumed to uh, discover if he <laughs> was killed by arsenic poisoning. Yeah, so we, we talked about this briefly in a moment in history earlier uh, in the year. But what don't you like about it? Um, what I do, what, what's great? Well, what what's makes me crack up about it is that <laughs> it was done and then no arsenic poisoning uh, was found. So a letdown. So it was just a, <laughs> I bet there's a lot of people really riled up about it. And mm. then it was just like a total nothing. Yeah. Like oh, a that, that's a... uh in the pyramids. Yeah, that's a, thing. that's a fair perspective. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The letdown is, yeah. Okay. Uh, did you have any Ferguson's for 1991? Well, Freddie Mercury died in 1991. Mm-hmm. Mm. I don't know if it fits the Ferguson, but it's yeah, yeah. It's unfortunate. It's sad. Yeah, that was really sad. Favorite Queen song? Gone Too Soon. Wow. Uh, oh, favorite. I thought that was the name of a song. I was like, wow, that was <laughs> right on the tippy top. <laughs> uh, Although, 
you know, we were just talking about Wikipedia. I went down this crazy Freddie Mercury rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. Did you guys know that he had too many teeth? <laughs> no. He had he had more teeth than normal, and that's why his smile was so big, and he had those huh. big teeth. Hmm. And he wouldn't have it corrected because he was afraid it would change the sound of his voice. Hmm. Good decision on his part. Yeah. Hmm. Well, maybe. Well, definitely, because that voice is just... Well, you don't know that it would have changed. It's, you know, <laughs> potentially yeah. a good decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My <laughs> um, Ferguson, I had Freddie Mercury dying. Um, I also had Dr. Seuss died that year. Wow. Uh, which... Uh, Missed yeah. those, totally. Yeah. And then also the Rodney King riots, mm. uh, which just all the all the way around, unfortunately. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. A lot of stuff happened in Kuwait. I, was, I felt I felt compelled to mention the Gulf War, yeah. not as a political statement, just mm-hmm. as a general yeah. wartime. Comes up a lot when you search 1991. Hubble Telescope was launched. George H. W. Bush is president. A whole bunch of lots of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where where are we going? We only got a few more. Okay, we're getting closer. Let's do TV. The non-Nickelodeon category. Non-Nickelodeon, okay. good, yes. <laughs> um, I went with Liquid Television for this one, my favorite show uh, of that year. Never heard of it. That is a uh, show that was on MTV. It's like a animated um, like uh, clip show. Yeah, like different short animations throughout oh. it. Uh, just really loved it as a kid and really like... Uh, was one of the big things to get me into animation as a kid, I think. So, yeah, that's an interesting pick. I remember that show, but not, not in detail. Uh, Do you know? How, did it run for a long time or just like two years? Okay, yeah. cool. Easy pick for me, Martha Stewart Living. And welcome to Martha Stewart Living. It's almost Thanksgiving, and in preparation for the holidays, this week we'll take a trip to a cranberry bog in Rochester, Massachusetts. Wow. <laughs> Favorite TV show? The Martha Stewart TV show started in 1991. Talk about long running. <laughs> yeah. Joe's just uh, taken aback by this decision. <laughs> well, because because your whole your whole list has so far been like kind of what you liked as a kid. So I'm trying to imagine Candace as a child watching Martha Stewart Living. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow, really? Like, as a, you know, however old you were, um, just as a young kid? I have always liked her. Wow. I find her very calming. Very soothing. <laughs> not to mention, yeah, I like when, her craft. Yeah, when she's not serving prison time. Well, this is 1991. She was squeaky clean. Yeah, who knows what she was up to. Well, first of all, insider trading is not even a malicious crime. So I don't know why you're coming at her like this. She paved the way for a lot of other people with these, you know, home craft cooking empires. Mm, yeah. That's it started with this show. That's an important thing. I can see that I'm in the minority. <laughs> we can move on. That was a good one. That was a good one. Um, okay, so my favorite non-Nickelodeon TV show from 1991... Uh, without a doubt, is Erie, Indiana. My name is Marshall Teller. I knew my new hometown was going to be different from where I grew up in New Jersey, but this is ridiculous. Nobody believes me. 
But Erie, Indiana is the center of weirdness for the entire planet. <laughs> Item. Elvis lives on my paper route. Thank you, little paper boy. Item. Bigfoot eats out of my trash. Item. Even man's best friend is weird. Still don't believe me? You will. It's um, it's kind of a cross between Twilight Zone, but not an anthology. So it's just this town where weird things are happening. Um, and I, I own the DVD set. It holds up. Uh, <laughs> Another creepy choice. <laughs> yeah. Do you did you like Erie, Indiana? I can't say that I've ever seen it. <laughs> okay. Uh, did did you? Um. Yeah, I liked it. All right. I mean. Yeah. I think I liked Goosebumps probably more at the time, mm-hmm. but in a yeah. similar type thing. Eerie. <laughs> yeah. With two E's. Um, close Calls? Yeah, a lot of a lot of good shows from came out that year. Uh, Dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. The Pirates of Dark Water. That was a I cartoon. That one. A good mm-hmm. one. <laughs> um, Home Improvement. Yes. And Step by Step. Okay. So... Of, of I mean, the, I didn't. I guess those. I didn't love these. You know, yeah. Any of no, them no, no, no. But yeah, it's a big year. Yeah. Um. Didn't Blossom come out that year too? It may have. That would not make my <laughs> close calls. I'm, I'm not saying it made mine. I just think it came out. <laughs> yeah. Um. But of of those. Of those, what's my favorite? Yeah. Um. And you man. can add Erie, Indiana, if you forgot about it. At the time, to- oh, <laughs> at the time, probably dinosaurs. Yeah. Now. Maybe home improvement. Hmm, okay. Even though, you know, it's not <laughs> amazing. Yeah. Home improvement's also on my list. Mm-hmm. Also, love this show. Game show, Shop Till You Drop. Mm-hmm. You that remember? Was, that was a good one, yeah. But there was like the fake mall, yeah. two story in the back, mm-hmm. and they would win prizes, and you had to sprint through the stores in the mall, the fake mall. What a great show. Yeah. No, I, I do remember as a kid being really fascinated by that show. It was a good one. Loved it. Um, so I would say the close call for me would be Dinosaurs. Mm, yeah. Um, and that's more so as a kid because I've gone back and watched it and they are not quite as fun anymore. Um, I generally fall asleep once I start one. <laughs> I don't specifically remember it, but I think the last episode is like an extinction event or something. Yeah, <laughs> Just... where they go to the cliff, remember? And they have... I, I think, yeah, I think you're right. I think it is, but um, it's been a while since I've seen the last one. Jeez. Kind of morbid for the dinosaurs. Yeah. I also noted uh, that Jerry, the Jerry Springer show started that year, which certainly had an impact on society. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Well, that happens to be my Ferguson. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, never cared for that. I mean, I never cared for daytime shows like that but hmm. that in particular it's just like yeah. not even his final thoughts <laughs> particularly his final thoughts were <laughs> of little interest to me yeah yeah but an ohio native so oh okay <laughs> former mayor of cincinnati yeah really yeah yeah before this yeah, before yeah. All, yeah before all of this yeah weird yeah uh ferguson maury Mm, yeah. yeah, as two, in Popovich. Yeah, two Povich. Sh- Povich? Po- yeah, Povich. Uh, no, yeah, Povich. Yeah, Povich. But two shows with uh, quite a bit in common. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just like daytime talk type things. Yeah, yeah but it felt just, <laughs> just horrible. Seedy. <laughs> you see it when you're home from school, and it's just mm-hmm. like, oh, good grief. Bad intentions. <laughs> <laughs> well, well. Speaking of trash, uh, my Ferguson is Home Improvement. Mm. Uh, wow. 
get that grunting and half faced fence neighbor out of my face. <laughs> it was all in good fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you gave us the JT, JTT craze, which I can appreciate. You, know. you can appreciate that, but you can't appreciate the show. Well, it gave us jungle to jungle. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I didn't like him on the show. His character was actually very annoying on the show. He always had a tood. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, yeah, Home Improvement, just not quite to my liking. Uh, Were you on the JTT bandwagon as a young girl? I think so. Mm. He he had that big campaign to save the whales or save Mm. the environment. Which yeah. was just like, oh my gosh, what doesn't he what do? Yeah, way ahead of his yeah. time. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, final note on this before we move on. Twin Peaks ends. Oh. Uh. Okay. Yeah. Well, kind Short-lived. of. Kind of. Kind of. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, but good note, yeah. Does that mean all we have left is Nickelodeon? Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. Yeah. What should we do first, show or episode? Let's do show. Okay. Or, yeah, let's do show. Well, uh, this was tough, especially because a lot of these Nickelodeon shows are all over the place with, Mm -hmm. like, when they really came out. I finally had to give it to Pete and Pete. Okay. Um, I'm deciding that's its official start to date. Yeah. So, um, you know, we we know it's a favorite around here, and uh, I had Um, to put it... Yeah, I'll just say that I, I disagree on the start date, so... Yeah, okay, that's fine. Yeah, it is very tough. It is very tough with um, all of these, like, Are You Afraid of the Dark and yeah. Pete and Pete, because they had specials, or they had, like, little things that premiered, and then a little more the next yeah. year. So pinpointing the date, I guess, is just the eye of the beholder. Yeah. Um, but absolutely, Pete and Pete's grown. Mine is Clarissa Explains It All. Nice. Mm-hmm. And did you watch it a lot when you were young, or? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe not in 1991, but shortly after, mm-hmm. I would say. And Clarissa was just so cool. Yeah. She was great. Plus, in retrospect, I think it was a nice TV show. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. And I uh, have watched, I mean, I've catched parts of some episodes, like, more recently, mm-hmm. and I still kind of like it. <laughs> I still yeah, laugh when good. I yeah. rewatch. Yeah, the stories are still pretty engaging. Yeah. and um, Yeah, very good writing, and the characters are great. Yeah. It, it's weird, because Clarissa still kind of holds up as cool. Yeah, <laughs> it does. Yeah. yeah. She's cool. And look at us, we're still talking about Ferguson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you think, as a young girl, Clarissa was cool? Big time. Yeah. Yes. Did she influence your style at all? Because I remember that being a big thing of kind of how crazy she dressed. Maybe. I feel like it probably would have appealed to me as, not that I could have pulled off what she wore, or that my parents would have let me dress as cool as she was dressing, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but it probably encouraged me to be like, oh yeah, it's cool if I wear jeans under my dress sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm pulling this off. I wasn't, but I'm sure it did encourage me to step outside the box. Yeah. Your parents were against dressing cool? (laughs) No. No. Oh, my parents are very cool. No, I just think they, I don't know if I would have been able to just go to Hot Topics and pick out whatever I wanted. Yeah. And where would the nearest Hot Topics have been to you? I mean, you were were kind of from rural Ohio. (laughs) For instance, a lot of my clothes came from the L.L. Bean catalog. Mm. Mm -hmm. Wow. 
which okay. still holds up. Love L.L. Bean, <laughs> not an insult. <laughs> All right, free plug. Um, yeah, Clarissa, definitely cool. Uh, Sam influencing boys all over the world to take a ladder and climb up to a girl's window. <laughs> um, my favorite Nickelodeon show from that year was definitely Salute Your Shorts. Um, so Salute Your Shorts starts that summer, and um, it is if you don't consider Pete and Pete to be yeah, the same year. Yeah. Um, so in that first season has a r- lot of great ones. Um, so yeah, I it think I think like we've we've rewatched a couple. Yeah. And surprisingly, the kid actors are still they they picked really good actors, really yeah. funny. Um, Ugg is Ugg is as a kid really made me laugh, and maybe more so as an adult. Um, so salute your shorts, I think had kind of all the right ingredients. Yeah, I feel you on that. That's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, um, man, uh, we've gone over a couple of them, but some more great ones that came out this year. Uh, Ren and Stimpy, mm-hmm. Doug, and Rugrats all came out at the same time, so that it was a, uh, that, and that was kind of a big deal at the time. Yeah. For, I think for me at the time, actually, would have the choice would have been Ren and Stimpy. Okay. And it was just, uh, I, when I saw it coming up, I was like, oh boy, this is going to be great. Yeah, <laughs> and in August of that year, Ren and Stimpy, Doug, and Rugrats all premiere on the same night. Um, so, that's... Yeah. Uh, I mean, as far as animation goes, that's kind of a big day. Yeah. (laughs) Milestone. Yeah. Cool. Um, Doug and Rugrats. Mm Mm-hmm. Just... Never a big Ren and Stimpy fan. Well, I wasn't going (laughs) to say anything when you were gushing about it. Ren and Stimpy comes up later on my list, if you know what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Sounds good to me. Um... Uh, my close call is Doug, um, a show that has been well stated at this point that I felt pretty connected to as a kid. Uh, I really enjoyed the stories; they were wacky, it was colorful. Um, but there was, there was, as you mentioned, uh, Clarissa was a pretty close call for me. Rugrats, um, and uh, What Would You Do was a game wow. show that I really, really enjoyed. You know, Mark Summers post Double Dare, yeah, uh, getting a little edgier, going on the streets <laughs> of. Universal Studios and testing people out. I did love that whole time of Universal Studios being like a place, yes. and a destination. Yes, that like you great. could run into someone from Nickelodeon. Yeah. And you could go and see these game shows. <laughs> yeah, felt pretty cool. Yeah. Well, uh, Ferguson was quite easy for me on this one. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be fifteen. Oh no! No, no question about it. <laughs> Oh man, I I can't wait till we talk about 15 because it's, it brings me so much joy. (laughs) Okay, Okay. yeah, yeah, it's just awful, so. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we could do like a 15 February type thing where just all our February episodes are 15. I don't know, I'm up for a whole month of 15. Well, we'll we'll let the people decide. Uh, no, but that's understandable. Ren and Stimpy. Wow. Easy. <laughs> Did you just, you totally don't like the whole I don't like thing, the or? vibe. I wasn't, it was, I was. Were you allowed to watch it? Like, Because that's kid? a big thing. No. A, lot of, yeah. a lot of kids weren't allowed. I was not allowed. Oh. And then I feel like when I got older and I could make my own decisions, I was like, 
Haha, <laughs> I'll watch this show. <laughs> and then it was like, uh. what? No, it's it stinks. <laughs> and I've re- and I've caught it even more recently. Stinks maybe more. Oh boy. <laughs> okay. Music. Wow. The music is cool. Mm. I get yeah. it. I. It's not me. Okay. All right. Um. Running stinky. <laughs> I just thought of that. Boom. Nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, well, I, you, as you guys know, I'm not a, I'm not a huge Ren and Stimpy fan, but I do have a real appreciation for the animation. Um, a lot of the music they used I thought was really cool, and so it, I just couldn't pin it as the uh. worst. Uh, my least favorite thing from Nickelodeon 1991 was Welcome Freshman, uh. um, a show that is... It actually, I, so I went back and watched an, uh, a couple episodes, uh, unfortunately, and the the thing it really strikes me as is it's the closest I think Nickelodeon had to something that would be on current Nickelodeon, huh. where it's really a big set. It's just set pieces with really sticky humor, um, really kind of roll your eyes scenarios, um, and not very good actors. Mm. Um, so it's. I would not recommend going back and watching Welcome Freshman. <laughs> um, maybe we'll talk about it sometime. Um, but it it stood out as my least favorite. Okay. Know. Yeah. We, yeah. I'd like to uh, revisit that at some point. <laughs> <laughs> would you? Uh, I mean, you know, <laughs> no. Yeah. Of. Just just curious. Yeah. yeah. Um, I also saw that uh, Get the Picture came out that year. A uh, <laughs> Nick Game Show. That's uh, a pretty hilarious one to watch. It, it is very funny. Yeah. Um, well, just to note. Hey, dude, ends that year. Mm, oh. That's so. Sh- I mean, yeah. I I knew this, but every time I hear how early Hey, dude, started, it really just blows it, me away. Yeah, it is crazy. Yeah, I thought that was a later one. Okay. Well. Uh, and then we have episodes. Yeah. And this uh, there was a lot of good ones. There was, but uh, this there was really no choice for me personally. Um, it was what we did on our summer vacation. Okay. Um, which we already talked about. Yeah. Uh, there I were two. There were two Pete and Pete's that year. Is that what I saw? Yes. Okay. All right. That was my. That's like that might be my top Pete and Pete episode. The okay. I don't know. Yeah. I'm yeah definitely a really good one. Um. I, I I hate to put it out there again, but I had not considered Pete and Pete in 1991, so it's uh, not yeah, a, yeah yeah yeah. But you know, obviously amazing picks. I just it's not on my list because of omission. Um, I picked just my favorite Clarissa episode which is no tv mm, yeah that, when that I is a good one <laughs> tried to think about it i felt like it was the one i actually remembered from a long time ago and then i looked it up and rewatched it and i was like this is still funny yeah, <laughs> yeah. and maybe i was laughing at different parts about how over the top awful it was not to have tv <laughs> what are we going to do it's still pretty relevant i feel like yeah um. it's still with TV and the internet just being hooked in, you know, that's what it was all, that's like the first taste of being hooked in like that. The addiction. (laughs) And the easiest thing then for a parent to go ahead and snatch away. Yeah. 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 And also highlighted other cool parts of Clarissa. She was like so smart and tech savvy and. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. true. Yeah. I love when uh, she's on like in the TV. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And her little computer games that she programmed. Oh, yeah. Those were always yeah, really cool. That. Yeah. yeah. Um, good one. That was a good one. Uh, I went with uh, one we've also already talked about. Uh, we talked about about, about a month ago. Uh, Zeke the Plumber mm. from Salute Your Shorts. 
Um, as we kind of mentioned on that episode review, it's just, I think, maybe the most identifiable yeah. um, and uh, scary, funny, uh, has all the elements I kind of yeah. wanted out of a Nick show. Yeah, Totally. Well, um, I ha- I did have a close call, and that was Space Madness. Ren and Stimpy episode. <laughs> uh, just I'm not familiar. <laughs> really had a big impact on me at the time. Loved sci-fi mm-hmm. and like just the kind of totally out there. Like I feel like that was the perfect setting for Ren and Stimpy to really stretch <laughs> the boundaries of what it was doing. So yeah, that was mine. Good. Okay. I also remembered an episode of Rugrats that happened to be in 1991, a beauty contest. Where they oh, dress yeah. Tommy up like a girl, but they're sure. all, they're trying to win the <laughs> yeah. prize boat. Yeah. And for some reason, that must have been really fun to me at the time because yeah. I was like, "Why do I remember that episode? Yeah. Like all the details." Just a funny episode. That's some of my favorite uh, storylines in different things. Is the dad doing the like crazy thing with the kid yeah. storyline? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Always oh, is pretty funny. To me. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that's a that's a really good pick. <laughs> Um, I selected, it's a clean sweep here for Salute Your Shorts, so show, oh. favorite episode, and my close call is, is Mail Carrier Mona, uh, um, yeah. which was, it was an episode really more focused on Ugg, yeah. and of course the male lady, and I just, I loved kind of that episode that just focuses on him for a little bit, and this, this girl he's obsessed with, and she was really funny, she uh, of course did several voices on Nickelodeon, um, yeah. she did uh, Oblina, I think, uh, and she did Chucky uh, from Rugrats. Um, I could be wrong on those, but she she was a great voice actor uh, who I think she passed away last year. Yeah, just recently. Yeah, um, but I just I loved that episode. Um, what we did on our summer vacation was a close call for me, as was um, Doug's cool shoes, in which. Uh, I don't remember that one with the Sky Davises. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, so, 1991 was a great year for Nickelodeon. Uh, a lot of good episodes. Any any stinkers? Um, actually, I didn't have any Fergusons for this one. Okay. Uh, just nothing stuck out in my mind. It's like really awful. Mm-hmm. I wrote down every episode of Run and Stimpy, <laughs> but I realize that's overkill. Sure. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Andrew. <laughs> I regret writing it down. Let the record show I have no Ferguson. (laughs) I selected Money, uh, which is a Welcome Freshman episode. Um, It's one of the three I just randomly decided to watch, and I thought it was the worst of them, um, which, you know, one of the kids pretends he's rich to get this date with this girl who comes over, and all his friends are trying to help him seem Mm -hmm. rich, like they're servants for him, and... Um, no. it's, uh, it w- it made me feel gross and didn't make me laugh at all. <laughs> wow. Uh, wow. so two thumbs down for welcome right. freshman. Yeah. Um, but a great year for Nickel. I mean, because as you mentioned, Pete and Pete is kind of on the scene now. Yeah. Um, are you afraid of the dark does have their Halloween special that year? Yeah. So twisted claw premieres yeah. on Halloween of 1991. Uh, and uh, Rugrats, Doug, and Ren and Stimpy all get reordered within the same year, 91, that, so they all get guaranteed second season. Yeah. So it, Nickelodeon's really planting his foot in the ground. Hey, dude's out, and all the good stuff's in. <laughs> hey, dude is good. <laughs> oh, I, I guess I didn't mean that. I mean, I don't think it's good, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but 1991, <laughs> a, a really cool year. I did. Yeah, things are ramping up, I think. Yeah. Um, just in general. Feeling a little bit better. 90 had me a little down. Yeah. About it. I was like, no. Boy. I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> I'm about 90. I'm with you. Uh, and I'm thinking each year will probably feel a little more relevant to us. Yeah. Um, so it was fun. Uh, I do want to note um, the championships won that year. Um, so right. if we must hear them, <laughs> Jim's not here this time to just rattle them off the top of his head. So, um, the world series, the Minnesota twins win the world series that year over the Atlanta Braves. Um, the NBA finals is won by the Chicago bulls over the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, the super bowl is won by the New York giants over the Buffalo bills and the Pittsburgh Penguins win the Stanley Cup for the NHL. Mm. Um, so a, uh, a solid year for the Midwest. I think Steffi Graf won Wimbledon that year. Hmm. You think or you know? Uh, I feel 99% sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, then That's pretty confident. I'll, then I'll trust you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, someone else wanted to weigh in on 1991. Ooh. Our old buddy Chris, and uh, he he apparently, like I said at the, earlier in the episode, he's he's raring to go, um, and so that means it's time for an all new segment of Call That. Welcome back. It's been a long time. Welcome. Yeah. It's like I'm walking into a room. <laughs> In a way. Hi, Chris. What's going on? Oh, hey. How's it going? <laughs> uh, so we've been chatting 1991, and uh, you joined us on 1990, and you had some pretty good insights, and uh, uh, so we figured it was only right to give you another call. <laughs> Well, it's true. It was only right. That is <laughs> true. Uh, so, so, uh, what, 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 what are you guys talking about? Can you give me like a quick? Yeah. So we we ran down the same categories. Uh, what are they, Andrew? Um, uh, movies, shows, Nick shows, albums, songs, video games, Nick episodes, books, and events. Cool. So, yeah, that's a lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> can, I, can I start with a few? I, I feel like there's been so much happening on this podcast, and I just want to like comment. I don't really use yeah Twitter. I text you guys. Can I just yeah, uh, totally. catch up on a couple things real quick? You have the stage. Cool. Uh, so first, uh, I think I've really enjoyed this this October extravaganza. It's been really fun. I think that that uh, you know. Everyone there is enjoying it or something. Uh, okay, so sorry, I'm like looking. I, I wrote down notes somewhere. I'm looking for them. Okay, so uh, take your first time. First of all, Andrew, what with with, uh, with uh, uh, the monsters versus yeah um, Adam's family thing. First of all, I, I thought that, that was a great episode. You guys, I think that Andrew did a good job of bringing me over probably other people over mm-hmm. to the monster side because I think for most people it's kind of like a no duh Adam's family and yeah. I've been revisiting the monsters and it's pretty good 
I would like to say two things about that. Number one, the Adam's Family theme song is garbage. It is one of the worst. <laughs> Thank <songs> you. Ever. <laughs> it's, it's catchy, yeah. Like, we know what it is, but it's so dumb. Yeah. Cre- like, if we just look at the words, they're creepy and they're spooky, mysterious and kooky. They're all together ooky. Come on. The Adam's Family. <laughs> That's yeah. their first attempt. It, um, can I jump in real fast? Um, I, I, I would also, I, I would say, um, having having uh, edited that episode, um, I do think Andrew did a great job on it. Uh, even as I was listening to it, I found myself swayed. If I if I, if I were the judge, I I, I, th- I thought he did a really good job, kind of planting the flag in the ground. Uh, and of, and of course, of course, I cannot concede during the episode uh, that the Munsters song is better, but it, it's a million times better. Than the, yeah, okay, cool. the truth yeah. comes out. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, for sure. And um, I also was surprised, pleasantly surprised, to see the Twitter poll. You mentioned in the last episode, I believe that. Uh, or I guess it'll be two episodes or something. I don't know mm-hmm. how, the, how the magic works. Yeah. But uh, you mentioned that um, Adam's Family won, but it was very close. It was like 53, yeah. 47, or 54, 46, something like that. Yeah. It was really close. Yeah, I think the difference was five votes. Wow. Yeah. And there were a bunch of people who voted. I, I get quite the turnout on the votes on that one, I noticed. Um, okay, so... I had to get that off my chest about the theme song because it's been driving me crazy. It's so bad. Um, but I think, Andrew, you missed a golden opportunity mm. when Joey mentioned uh, the MC Hammer remake of the Adams Family song, which is equally bad. I think that's uh, actually kind of great. Uh, I disagree on that. but you, you, had, you had a great opportunity to one-up the MC Hammer with the Rob Zombie. Oh, uh, Dragula. The Dragula song, which is oh, totally oh. a Munsters. I mean, he's, he's riding in the Munsters <laughs> Dragula. Was it, besides thing, that, is it about? I remember from my childhood. Besides the... And it's way cooler. Besides the name of the uh, car, though, is it about the Munsters? I guess it's that was... It's really about anything. It's Rob Zombie. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that... <laughs> Yeah. Fictional world of the TV show. So I yeah. feel like I mean you're definitely right. That should have been brought up. I don't I don't know what yeah, I was thinking. Um I think uh I, I have to so I've praised Kevin in the past and I have to critique him a little bit on this episode. I just thought that his bias was out of control from the beginning <laughs> oh. on that uh I mean I, it was just so clear that he was in Camp Adams family and he came around in, in the judging, but yeah. Uh, I just don't know. That wasn't that wasn't a Brett Ralston performance. Oh, <laughs> wow. uh, say. But but he did he did I mean so he he seemed to have a bias, but he did come around at the end of kind of call I think trying to call it as fairly as possible. Yeah, I think he came around to monsters yeah. a little bit. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I know he did. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also want to uh, shout out Celeste. What's up, Celeste? <laughs> I don't know if you've been reading any of her emails lately, but I just feel like she's, you know, really a part of this. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. It's, it, it's uh, I like like imagining uh, who Celeste is. I don't know anything <laughs> about her. It's up Celeste. Um, Okay, the last thing I wanted to bring up, uh, before I get to the reason that you called me, and I'm sorry for just, you know, ranting here, but, uh, so, when you had Dan on, which was also wonderful, very, very great, uh, conversation you guys had with him, good stuff, um, but you, you guys just went out of your way to promote everything Dan's ever done, uh, playing his album, putting the album link in the thing, which I'm glad that you're doing, but I just think that you should offer that to all of your, your guests. <laughs> but nobody else has released an album. Well, you know what? I don't have an album, but I have a recent uh, academic paper that I would like you guys to... <laughs> do, you want us, do you want us to plug your academic paper? <laughs> yeah. It's about, uh, it's about Herod the Great, and uh, in, in his presence in medieval uh, religious <laughs> drama. Okay. And also in uh, this uh, Zora Neale Hurston <laughs> unpublished manuscript. It's pretty good stuff I mean, coming out in the, the next issue of Post Medieval, your favorite medieval studies journal. Wow. And I would appreciate if you uh, provide a link to it. <laughs> description for your podcast. Like you, just give me... I like, didn't know. The same courtesy that you send to Daniel to every one of your guests. Well, okay, so hold on. A couple things. <laughs> this is definitely an audio. This is an audio platform, and and Daniel just released an audio album. But if you are, if you are willing to record an audio of yourself reading it, I will put it uh, as the end song. <laughs> uh, this is why you guys are so good. That's. That's a hell of a compromise. Okay, okay, okay. And you, if you, I, if there is a link, send it. I also did not know that these uh, papers existed. You know, I didn't even <laughs> hear about them. How am I supposed to tell anybody else about them? That's true. Well, did Dan call you up and say, "Hey, I dropped a new album"? Uh, he texted me actually and said, "Here's the link. Here's to listen to it." Uh, but 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 okay, but I'm, but, I'm but, wrong on all but and to be 100% fair uh he did not ask us to promote it uh i asked him if oh, he, he would never he yeah, would never yeah 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 he was a gentleman yeah, yeah yeah so we we asked him and he said if he thought that would make sense so but i would be happy to promote yeah. anything yeah. that yeah. a guest is doing or whatever you it's, know it's it's true i don't think kevin's doing anything i don't think jim's doing anything i don't know what melissa's up to as soon as they are uh, we got boom ask. We'll yeah. know about it. Yeah, um, but yeah, definitely. Any anything you want to send us over, we'll we'll provide to the masses. Cool. Cool. All right, that's fair. <laughs> oh, okay. So, <laughs> a couple more quick random observations. Uh, I don't. I feel like House on Haunted Hill is uh, should have got more love from Andrew. <laughs> uh, I agree with Joey that it's uh, it's one of those so bad it's good yeah. movies. It's uh, really fun. Yeah. I mean, even even though like it also, I mean, it sucks. It's, um, <laughs> um, I feel like uh, I think it was a few episodes ago. I don't know if, what songs. That one of you guys didn't know the TLC, or you guys didn't really know the TLC song "Creep." Is that, is that no, what I no, correctly? no? It was um pretty uh. Nice. Oh, I'm pretty. I'm pretty. I'm pretty. Thanks. You, you don't remember that one? Um, that, was, that surprised me. Maybe if I heard it, but yeah. just by the name alone, no. You could, 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 you could
Maybe I remember it. <laughs> I don't remember okay. that at all. I don't know. Oh, uh, that just surprised me. Uh, also, Heartbreaker, you mentioned last week, which is another one of the whole time jams of, of the 90s. I feel like Mariah Carey needs to be mentioned more. Oh, uh, we did mention her. Today? She, she, yeah, she had the best selling album of 1991. This is, this is, this is like bad Mariah Carey, though. 1991 Mariah Carey. <laughs> that's, that's a good transition. Okay. Because I didn't really think about myself. Alright. But there's some, it's, 1991 is the, uh, second best first half of the 90s year for music, I would say. Uh. It's pretty good. <laughs> I'll, I, I don't know that for sure yet, but I'll be surprised if I feel that way by the, by the time I get to 95. I'll be, I'll be blown away. <laughs> uh, okay, well, I'll, uh. Oh, nice. We're still wait, we're 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 still waiting on your 1990. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot. Well, 
I, <laughs> you know, couldn't go with it. Solid. Some other, some other uh, highlights. The Sebado album, B, I like a lot. That came up. Um, Ice Cube's Death Certificate uh, came out in '91. The song Steady Aubin is one of the all-time jams of the '90s. I would argue. Uh, a lot of good singles. We got OPP comes out. We got. I want to sex you up. We've got Cruise <laughs> in the Heart. We've got uh, Everybody Dance Now. Uh, <laughs> that is a good one. That's a good one. We've, we've got Unbelievable. Oh, out in yeah. EMF, yeah. We've got I Touch Myself comes out in 91. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, a very sexual got, year for songs. <laughs> uh, the, I'm sure you guys have talked about Boys to Men because that's the one uh, constant of this podcast, but... <laughs> Motown Philly is a good song back in about 91 uh, and my personal favorite of like the pop singles was George Michael's Freedom 90 oh I, I didn't even realize I, that came out it, that year Jesus Jones right here right now uh, mm. this playlist is uh, <laughs> gonna push that Facebook followers up to uh, you know 20 17 yeah. yeah yeah I think we're in the 20s now I think we're at 25 oh nice yeah um, was there any songs that stood out to you as truly awful? Red, no. Red Red Wine? I think, I think they were all good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. All right. We, we, we definitely thought, look? we thought there was some pretty bad I stuff. I guess I'll listen. Um, we, we mentioned, um. More Than Words. More Than Words. Uh. Oh, yeah. That sounds bad. Rico Suave? Mm-hmm. Whoa, that sounds really bad, too. Uh, let's give them something to talk about. Uh, oh wow, these are terrible songs. <laughs> I I mentioned red red wine, but both Andrew and Candace think it's a classic. <laughs> I don't know if I said classic. <laughs> well, we're not sure Whoa. who who we're talking about. Who? Yeah, red red wine. I would put in the terrible song category. Oh, get out of here. <laughs> uh, and then everything I do, I do it for you. I also noted. Yep, I'll put that in a terrible song category. Uh, any feelings on November Rain? Because Guns N' Roses had an album that year. Uh, I, um, I hate that song. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's a very good song. I mean, it's so indulgent. I remember growing up and Alan, uh, one time guest, probably a zero time listener of this podcast. Uh, no, he listens. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Hi, Alan. Well, we'll see. We'll see if, if, if he listens. Uh, if he can, if he, he's got to prove it by commenting on this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> to one of us. Um, but he would always try and get us into Guns N' Roses because his brothers like Guns N' Roses. Mm-hmm. And he played November Rain. We had to listen to it all the time or watch the video all the time. And I kept trying to get it as a kid. Like, why is this good? It just is like over serious and 
Yeah. Not emotional in any right. way. <laughs> yeah, all the things it was trying to evoke, it, yeah. I didn't feel any of it. It's interesting that you mentioned that because my primary memory memory of uh, November Rain was standing in Alan's den <laughs> and watching the music video. <laughs> Yeah, wow. <laughs> it's appropriate that this is November, I guess. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way I'm using it the song at the at the end. Oh, <laughs> I think it's gotta be at this point. No way. <laughs> I'd rather do red red wine. <laughs> Get on Twitter, people. Demand it. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, so yeah, was there uh, any other thoughts you had on 1991? Uh. That's pretty much it. I did want to tell you that I tested uh, a theory. The other thing I wanted to share is I tested the your controversial 3.5 star rating for the Pete and Pete Halloween episode um, by showing it to my 8th grader uh-huh. uh, on Friday, yesterday. Oh, cool. Uh, and they were excited for it. They had uh, claimed that how uh, the summer vacation episode that it was like totally cringy and awkward and weird and they hated it but they've been talking about Pete and Pete ever since and so it it, it hooked them it gave them yeah it hooked them but they did not uh, react as favorably to Halloween as they did the summer vacation episode so I'm with you I think that Halloween is is more of the the three five Mm-hmm. Uh, range than the five star. So yeah, I gotta, I gotta say that that's true. Yeah, that's that's an interesting experiment, and thank you for doing it. Yeah. Um, the yeah, I, I, it's it's a it's a head scratcher to me because it is it seems to be beloved by fans and by obviously the creators, but it just seems kind of middle of the road to me. It doesn't actually do anything that feels very memorable to me. Mm. Besides, besides the kind of the aesthetic of it, like yeah. the jack o' lanterns. Yeah, right, and, and and like I'm still not sure uh, whether Pete and Pete is popularizing uh, this idea of like the Jack Lantern on the head, or whether that existed before and we just don't remember. Hmm. Um, and I, my, my my suspicion is that like they did like people have been doing that before, like they didn't really hmm. they weren't doing anything new per se. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, one more thing, because I'm like oh. It's Halloween. I want to do something with my sixth graders to do. I showed them the Are You Afraid of the Dark episode, uh, Tale of the Locked Door, which I don't think you guys mentioned is one of your favorites, but I kind of like. Um, it's, it's a goofy one. Uh, it's goofy. I like the, kid in, the kids in it. I think that they're like perfect 90s goofy kids. Uh, they got like the cool guy who wears the sunglasses at school. Uh... Uh, the girl who's like definitely seven years older than the uh, than the, the other people in, that are supposed to be her age in the episode. But the reason I picked that one is because we had just read the uh, the monkey's paw. Mm. Uh, you guys know that? Oh yeah. The yeah. tale of horror. Mm-hmm. And and so I thought it would kind of go with it because it's got this like seeing like changing fate. Uh, kind of motif and magical object kind of idea, um, and they were really into it. So I might. Do, do you guys have what I wanted to ask? Is do you have a, a recommendation 
maybe we'll watch one on Halloween too of of uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark episode that you think sixth graders might like since you guys are the experts. Do you want scary? Do you want uh, like actual quality? Can I, can I just comment before I don't you? Know. Well, hold on, hold before, on. <laughs> before you go on, um, that there actually is an Are You Afraid of the Dark episode. We talked about it a little bit. That is the monkey's paw story. It's Twisted Claw. Yeah. It's the first episode oh, really? of our, yeah, yeah. It's the first ever aired episode of Are You Afraid of Dark aired on Halloween. Oh, well, maybe that's what I should do. Yeah, the Twisted Claw. I mean, it's oh right, the Twisted Claw. Yeah, Andrew likes it a lot. I I think it's garbage. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so maybe you can have them decide okay, again. Well, yeah, I'll 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 do that one and I'll report feedback. On whether it's good or whether it's garbage, yeah. Because no, no, no demographic can truly kind of understand the, the quality of something <laughs> better than uh, sixth graders in English class. <laughs> oh boy, I look for I look forward to you watching the track scene with the uh, rabid dog. <laughs> it's, uh, it's truly an all time awful scene. Okay, just <laughs> trying to no, sway things. Sure. Before we even get it, <laughs> you didn't look up uh, movies, did you? No, I didn't. <laughs> okay. Do, do you have? Uh, can I like? Uh, can you tell me some movies, and I'll tell you something about something? Yeah. Real quick. Yeah, I'll just <laughs> list off some of the big ones. Uh, what about Bob? Terminator Two, Silence of the Lambs, Barton Fink, Defending Your Life, Terminator Two, or I mean. Turtles 2, uh, and Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. The Addams Family. Uh, yeah. And uh, w- yeah, what yeah. Was- Wild Hearts Can't Be Broken. My Girl. I, is that about a horse? Yeah. Wow. Well, I, oh, I, did, I don't know that at all. I just guessed because uh. that was the first thing you said, and I know you like stuff with horses. <laughs> well, mm. I am predictable. Does any of that stuff stand out to you? Um, Martin Fink, I love a lot. Um, what about Bob I don't like? Wow. I guess that's Come on. I'm just not, <laughs> I just, I'm, I'm not really a Bill Murray guy. Wow. Um, <laughs> Bigger what? I've never even heard of that. You're, you're, you are Richard <laughs> Dreyfus from the movie. <laughs> I, I don't even know how to take that. Uh, well, you don't like Bill Murray. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, we have that in common, uh, <laughs> Richard and I. Yeah. I think, isn't he kind of a jerk in real life? Isn't that kind of the, the popular opinion? Mm. I know very little yeah. about, yeah, I don't know. I know everybody likes Bill Murray in real life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, Bill Murray in real life seems cool, although in interviews, he's you know, kind of curmudgeonly, he's mm-hmm. like, He's not quite as intolerable as Steve Martin, uh, but like him and Steve Martin are on a similar level of like I feel like really unearned like status as like geniuses. Like is Bill Murray a genius? Is Steve Martin a genius? I mean, I don't, I, I don't know. Well, that's a that's a whole separate yeah, conversation yeah, yeah. on what is a genius. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I think I think some of the work they appear in is really very good. I don't know if they're geniuses. We can't have this conversation right yeah. now. <laughs> uh, okay, so, yeah. Uh, 
1991. Very, very exciting year. <laughs> yeah. Very exciting. All right. Well, um, we'll be talking to you soon, I'm sure. Yeah. And, uh, great to have you. Okay. I'll okay. see you guys. All right. See ya. All right. That was uh, Chris making some waves today. <laughs> As usual, I he, think. He had some things to get off his chest and uh, also some good insights. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so before we go, we did want to read some of your thoughts because October was a long month and nothing seemed to elicit more response than our favorite Are You Afraid of the Dark uh, themed episode. So um, Candace is here. She has the emails. Um, read them. If we have thoughts, we'll share. If not, we'll just kind of get people's ideas out there. Great. All right. The first letter is from Tom. He says, longtime listener, first time caller. Mm. Hey, Tom. <laughs> it's about time there was an Are You Afraid of the Dark Halloween-themed pod. He calls himself an avid, and dare I say it, expert aficionado on the show, oh. and he took a lot of time putting together his list. Cool. Um, he said he's going to pull the cop out caveat that there is that these are in no particular order. Okay, mm. sure. Okay. okay. He also says... Are they the best? Maybe. <laughs> Are they his favorites? For sure. And that's what I like. Yeah. I, I'd rather know favorites. Yeah. yeah. And Tom's favorites are The Tale of the Midnight Madness. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was your number one? Yeah. Yeah. He says, Vampires and Vink, need I say more? <laughs> uh, the Tale of the Phone Police. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's with you. Yeah. <laughs> He says, let's face it, phone police sounds lame, but it's a fun spin on a unique concept. Yeah, yeah that's totally true. The Tale of the Manaha. I like that one. I don't think we really talked about it that much. And I don't think we talked about it at all. Um, uh, what did he say anything about it? Tom says, come on, everyone saying Manaha with the Canadian <laughs> accent for that 24 is... minutes, gold. It's <laughs> the best part. Yeah, that's it's good. Manaha. <laughs> The Tale of the Quicksilver. Mm. Very spooky. Yeah. And he says, using mad music as magic, a concept as old as time, but again, a twist that the Midnight Society uses to spin a truly good tale. He also mentions Lame Wad Tucker. His words, <laughs> not mine. The, lame Wad Tucker starting a thunderstorm with his off-the-cuff playing always made me think that there really was magic to certain <laughs> yeah Tucker is a lame wad you're, yeah. you're, you're on point sure. Tom in closing he declares this email the Midnight Society closed. cool thanks Tom the next email is from Maggie Maggie mm. says hello football heads and Halloweenies <laughs> here's my list number three the tale of the night shift mm. Yeah, yeah. Did, was it? I don't think that was on either of ours, was it? Uh, we talked about it in uh, one episode. Maybe. Scariest characters, yeah. She even notes that her siblings recognized the character Amanda from Snow Day, the movie, yeah, and the janitor Felix from Power Rangers mm -hmm. Ninja Storm. Yeah. <laughs> Number two, the tale of the prom queen. Yeah. Great one. She says, "Great twist ending." Yeah. And number one, the tale of the midnight madness. Ah, yes, yeah. that, that's uh, not the number one rated on IMDb, but it mm -hmm. might be, I feel like it might be the number one rated, well, I guess that is among fans on yeah. IMDb, but that surprised me that it's not number one. Yeah, I think, uh, I, I was thinking about it because it didn't make my list, and I, 
I have some regrets, which maybe at some other later episode I'll share of regrets about my list. I don't think Midnight Madness would have made it solely for the fact that Nosferatu, I enjoy the idea, but it's just not an original Are You Afraid of the Dark idea. Uh, And so it's a great episode, but I think that may have been my hang-up. Okay, let's get back to the people. That was for Maggie. (laughs) Maggie and Maggie's close calls were The Tale of the Dream Girl Mm -hmm. and The Dead Mm -hmm. Man's Float. Yeah, yeah, both classics. Yeah, and uh, Maggie con- Maggie uh, interacts with us a lot, so shout out to Maggie. Thanks, Maggie. Next email from Bob. Yeah, Stinner. Bob Stinner. Yeah. And it's a long one. <laughs> so what we're gonna? Sorry, Bob. We're, we're probably gonna just cut chunks out here. Let's let's get to his list. Okay. Oh, he does mention that he loves Podtober, and he's been oh, enjoying it. Oh, someone so, used the word Podtober. <laughs> Hashtag Podtober. Is it too late? It's I way too so. late, yep. Um, he starts with some close calls, to name a few. Tale of the Midnight Madness. Tale of the Nightly Neighbors. Mm. Tale of the Bookish Babysitter. Mm-hmm. Tale of the Quiet Librarian. Oh, yeah. Tale of the Phone Police. Tale of the Lonely Ghost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're in sync. Uh, tale of the laughing, tale of laughing in the dark, tale of the pinball wizard, tale of the mystical mirror. Still close calls. Yes. Okay. But those were closer calls. <laughs> <laughs> and here's we're at Bob's list. Okay. Number three, the tale of the captured souls. Okay. Wow. Um, Is that's that the, the, the one with the mirrors. Yeah, the kid runs the bed and breakfast, and. Uh, I just watched this one. I mm-hmm. can't remember if I caught it on TV or mm-hmm. what. Um, and uh, I do like it. It's very, like, it's kind of original and mm-hmm. interesting. Bob says he likes that this is an episode where the kids know what's going on, but the adults mm-hmm. are oblivious. Very yeah, oblivious, yeah. Dynamic, <laughs> which is a cool thing. Yeah. Number two, The Tale of the Super Specs. Mm-hmm. Great. Great. <laughs> I'm just not into it. Oh, boy. <laughs> Nothing scares me quite like the idea of other people, like, around that you can't see all the time. It's a scary concept. I, yeah, I just don't think it's executed that well. Oh, I think it's done very well. <laughs> okay, all right. And, mm. and that was a Sardo episode? Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Had a little humor in it, which mm. I enjoyed in that one. <laughs> if that's what you want to call it. <laughs> and number one, The Tale of the Ghastly Grinner. Mm. Mm. Wow. Good pick. Do you have any any, any uh, thoughts on why? Or well, he he even says I already talked about this episode a little bit in his first email to the Big Orange Couch. Mm-hmm. He picked the Grinner as his enemy. Yeah, yeah. I know. Because he just yeah. was really scary. Uh, he, I think this is my number one because it scared me so much. I remember it really well. I mention it reminds me of The Exorcist. But I actually completely forgot about the bus driver. Oh, uh, yeah. The head spin. Yeah. <laughs> the effect in camera work isn't great, but he turns his head all the way around. And he has the purple gunk coming out of his mouth. Yeah, really unsettling. We talked about that uh, as well. Yeah. At the time, he was terrified. Today, he loves it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah, great list. Bob says, until next time, blowhole. <laughs> <laughs> Melissa would be happy with that. Yeah. <laughs> Next email's from Justin. Oh, yeah. Uh, first off, he liked your guys' list. He said, excellent lists. Maybe not Renegade Virus, but that may come <laughs> up when I discuss 
Ferguson. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is Justin's favorite show, um, so it's hard to, for him to come up with his list. Number six, The Tale of Old Man Corcoran. Mm, yeah. yeah. I like that. I think that. it was a little Shut hard up. on it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Number five, The Tale of the Dark Music. Love oh. it. Yeah, really. As I mentioned last week, that, that closet is scary. <laughs> Number four, The Tale of the Shiny Red Bicycle. Mm. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's kind of a classic. Mm, makes me sad. He, said, <laughs> he says, I agree with your comments about this being depressing, but, you know. Yeah. Number three, The Tale of the Prom Queen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I always liked uh, the feel of that one. Yeah. It feels really, uh, you can really feel like the atmosphere, yeah, a lot of right. fog and mist. He loves the twist. Yeah. Number two, The Tale of the Nightly Neighbors. Mm-hmm. A great a great twist on like vampires for kids and uh, a good twist ending for sure. Number one, the tale of the laughing in the dark. Mm-hmm. And what's he say about that? This might not be the best episode in the series, but I think it is the most iconic. Mm-hmm. When I think of Are You Afraid of the Dark, this episode is the first that comes to my mind. The haunted house and the carnival setting are one of my favorites for a spooky show. And that final room where Zebo stays is a cool mixture of fun and fear. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't really talk about that that much in particular, but that room is kind of great. With it the is. Doors yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. He closes with he loved the story and was happy that Josh got what he had <laughs> coming to him for being such an annoying jerk. <laughs> yeah, I think we all are. Yeah. I think we all are. Thank you, Justin. Uh, yeah. Justin can't wait for the Ferguson episodes of Are You Afraid of the Dark? And he will weigh in again when yeah. he comes around. I'm also very excited for that. Yeah. I don't know if we're going to wait for next October or not, but I'm... Uh, I'm already mulling that over in my head. <laughs> uh, well, thanks for uh, thanks for all the people and more more people than that wrote in. So throughout November, we'll kind of keep chipping away at your Podtober thoughts. Um, but in the meantime, what are we doing next week? Uh, next week, we're going to be talking about the episode an episode of Cat Dog called Talking Turkey, <laughs> just in time for the Thanksgiving season. Yeah, we're going to do a couple Thanksgiving episode reviews. Yeah. I think uh, Thanksgiving's kind of an underserved uh, <laughs> holiday as far as shows go. Doesn't have a lot of specials, really. Yeah. Um, and it's been pretty well stated that I hate cat dog. Um, <laughs> you're you're o- more okay with yeah. it. Um, so it should be an interesting review. I haven't yeah, I gone so. back and watched this one yet, but I'm truly dreading it. <laughs> uh, and we may have a guest in the studio yeah. with us, so we'll, we'll find out. Um, but in the meantime, if you want to get a hold of us, uh, you can message us or get at us at boc podcast on twitter we're on instagram at orange couch podcast we're on facebook and you can email us which is the best way uh, at orange couch podcast at gmail.com we're on podbean we're on itunes a shout out to the latest person to leave us a review on itunes rjnc00 uh Thanks for that sparkling five-star review. Wow. <laughs> uh, and before we go, I was just thinking about it when we were reading all those letters. Um, you know, because I think there is room for many podcasts in the world. I, mm-hmm. I recently discovered a podcast called Are You Afraid of the Podcast? And it's oh. uh, a podcast solely, they're going right in order. And it's oh. dedicated to just an episode review on each tale. And it's done by a husband and wife. Mm. And I think they do a really nice job of kind of picking them apart and they're they're shorter they're about 30 minutes but um shout out to are you afraid of the podcast they really kind of good 
good are you afraid of the dark podcast uh, but just don't abandon us all right <laughs> <laughs> um but uh thanks to candace for being here yeah. This is great. I hope you had a <laughs> Thank you so <laughs> much time. for having me. Do you feel that you've truly relived 1991? I loved it. Mm-hmm. I mean, anytime you have to make the list, you guys are used to it. I'm not used to that kind of pressure. It's hard. Yeah, well, what you, do you did think? great. I hope I don't have any regrets. <laughs> <laughs> you will. <laughs> you always like. 91 was a thumbs up or a thumbs down for the year. I'll say thumbs up. Oh, great. Can you go side thumb? Yeah, yeah. I'm going okay. side thumb. Yeah, I'd, I'd be more like with you on that. With, with hinting at up. <laughs> Starting to <laughs> inch its way up there. All right. Well, yeah, I guess we'll see you next time then. The handsomest man of his time. If the Bible provided medieval Europe with a speculative history that both resonated with and cast meaning upon the historical present, the pageant plays built the physical world in which one might experience both biblical and historical time. Beginning around 1378 and peaking around the early 16th century, these civic pageants, also referred to as the Corpus Christi or Mystery Plays, dramatized the most memorable scenes of biblical history and brought them to life, in the vernacular, on a series of pageant wagons or stations set around the town. These community dramas were designed to perform the sequence of the world in seven ages, or acts, and to explore how the current sixth age maps onto that arrangement. Although each city's pageant tradition differs significantly in how it overlays sacred history onto its English town, they share one crucial detail. Herod the Great functions as the gatekeeper holding together the physical and sacred spaces. For the modern reader, let alone Hurston's putatively Christian audience, such fuss over a figure barely discussed in the Gospels may seem strange or even exaggerated. Yet there is solid historical grounding for his rise in popularity in Europe. Herod and the Infanticide received little attention in the lab of the Christian work prior to the 5th century, but became a popular homiletic point for reference. Augustine, Chrysostom, Isidore, and all of them are commented on the Mediterranean Infanticide. The advent of Latin liturgical drama in the 12th century helped give rise to the iconic rage of Primarily as a negative example of